It's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Good morning. Okay, so the big news here, just breaking here in the last hour. So former BC United MLA Bruce Bandman from Abbotsford South, the MLA there, Oh, boy. He is bolting over to the B.C. Conservative Party here. This just happened. Your thoughts? Oh, this is huge. Well, it's big. It has the potential to be huge. So you and I were talking off air before we went on yesterday, just the speculation. This has been percolating all weekend. We were getting calls from people on the center, former prominent members of the B.C. Liberal Party, uh, and people associated with BC United saying that there was rumblings that at least one person of the caucus was going to cross over to the Conservatives or sit as an independent, coming in the wake of a series of polls that show the conser- and by election results yes. that show the Conservatives are either ahead of BC United or basically tied. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bit of pan- there's panic. I detect panic on the BC United side that there was concern that someone would do exactly So what happens now? Well, this instantly gives the B.C. Conservative Party official party status. Because you just need, you need two MLAs, You just need right? two. Back, yeah. This is a, a decision that has its roots in the recognizing the B.C. Green Party yeah. in the legislature. They have two seats right now. They're an official party. So now the Conservatives have official party status. Because John Rustad is yeah. another former Liberal MLA who's now the leader of the B.C. Conservative Party. And I think Kevin Falcon, the leader of B.C. United, is, if he had to take one decision back, it might be kicking John Rustad out of caucus. Oh, boy. So now yeah. you've got two. So the question now remains, and this rumblings continue, will there be more? Oh. Will there be more MLAs from the B.C. United side defect to the B.C. Conservatives. And you start looking, if these polls are correct, and B.C. United, I think even the staunchest support of B.C. United acknowledges they have a problem with the name change. They've done nothing to rebrand the party. There's been no advertising. There's been no attempts, other than you get a news release, that's it. There's no attempt to say we're a new party. So you see confusion out there. Pollsters, I'm sure, when they ask these questions, people have no idea who B.C. United is. But they know who the B.C. Conservatives, I mean, any party with the name conservative in it yeah. is a known brand. Yeah. Conservative has been around, you know, 200 years. So it's, you know what you're getting with BC conservative. If you're a conservative voter, you're going to probably vote for the BC conservatives. Those yeah. people used to vote for the BC liberals. And now that's no longer a ballot choice. And now BC United is. And it is yet to define exactly what BC United is. With people. people joke about the soccer club analogy, that type yeah. of thing, which is fun. But you've got to define yourself. Uh, and rebranding is a lengthy process, whether you're a company or whether you're a political party. And the clock is ticking on United. And I wonder, I mean, I've long thought David Eby's going to wait till the fall of 2024, as is in the legislation, to call the next election. But I'll tell you, if Ooh, one or two, could he go more, early? One oh. or two more defect yeah. to the conservative side, it's got to be pretty tempting for I mean, Eby to go in the spring. They must be popping the champagne over there at the NDP headquarters because oh, this I've is already, a split here now on the right. I've had two texts now from prominent NDPers just saying, you know, so this much, is great. Let's, let's call it the BC <laughs> Ununited Party. So it's. Uh, <laughs> and now Falcon has issued a news release going after. Bandman yeah. saying he's got some internal issues going on in his own uh, riding or his own situation. Um, he, he, I'm looking at the release right now. So, so Falcon says here in this release says his de- while his departure was not entirely unexpected due to ongoing internal management challenges. Whatever that means, with, with Bruce. That? So he says this is a, basically a betrayal of the voters there in Abbotsford who elected well, him. Well, Falcon had to say something. I'm not uh, sure exactly what that means. It, now, anybody, I'm not privy to the internal workings of the BC United Caucus, but it seems to me 
just sitting up on high watching the proceedings in the house. Batman never seemed totally fitting in with yeah. this group. Uh, yeah. He does represent a fairly conservative part of the province. Abbotsford's very conservative. You sure. look at the federal map, very conservative. Uh, the yeah. NDP made a historic breakthrough there in part of um, Abbotsford, but Abbotsford Mission uh, yeah. with a former mayor there, Pam Alexis. But, you know, Bandman and Mike DeYoung represent Abbotsford's pretty, pretty high numbers. Now, if, if Bandman is making a calculation here that, hmm, in my area, the name conservative is mu- resonates much louder uh, than the name United. And if he's looking at his re-election hopes, maybe he figures if I have to go up against a conservative candidate who's got that name on the ballot, I'm not going to win. So again, are other, any other MLAs going to do this? Yeah. And you start looking at the electoral map of BC, and you'll see some writings where the name conservative is going to do very well in a federal or provincial election if that's what the, the, the option is and there's no other similar option, which there used to be for years when the BC Liberals was the name because you knew what you were getting with the BC Liberals, which was basically a center-right liberal coalition. Yeah. And now the conservative vote is parked in one area, it seems, BC Conservatives. Okay, this is a big problem for Falcon, to say the least. And Bruce Bandman, he's been a guest here on the show. He's the Abbotsford South MLA. He's a former mayor, former mayor. of Abbotsford, right? So he has some profile there, yeah. and he's known there. He's He's fiery. He's fiery. I've, he he's fired up. I've had him on about the, there was a big encampment there in Abbotsford that was a big problem, was causing lots of trouble. He came on. He was kicking that's, butt on it. And man. that's he when was, he was rose, good. He was really good on that's it. That's when he carved out his, his public profile. Yeah. was on that homeless camp issue. Yeah. And he's fairly conservative. He's fairly tough on issues like that. Sure. Um, which, you know, that fits in with uh, BC United. But I think. But he can win. He can win there as a conservative, I think. You would think. Yeah. Now there's, you know, you go back to 2013 or 2013. Remember the Conservatives were flying high in the polls. John Cummins was the MP. John Cummins got onto the TV debate. Christy Clark seemed to be going down a defeat. Adrian Dix was supposed to win the election. Yes. That's what the polls were indicating. Conservatives, yeah. at the end of the day, the Conservatives went nowhere. Uh, and Clark emerged with a pretty impressive electoral victory. Yes. What's changed now, though, is that the name BC Liberals is gone. And you've got in place this new words, BC United, that people don't know what it is. And suddenly BC Conservative... Which back in 2013, if you were a conservative-leaning voter, you had reason to vote for Christy Clark and the B.C. Liberals. Now, what do you do? Do you vote for this thing you're still trying to figure out what it is? Or do you vote for something you know what it is? If you're a conservative, you know what the B.C. Conservatives stand for. So uh, this has got to breathe some serious life into an already growing B.C. Conservative Party. Sure. And Rustad's on a speaking tour. Again, official party status. That means they get research. They get caucus money. They get to hire staff. Uh, this is going to help grow that party. You're going to probably see some advertising from them. We haven't seen any advertising from BC United. So, uh, no, this is a bad day for BC Oh, yeah. And, again, it's big. Does it get bigger? Who knows? But if one more person crosses, I mean, how many times have we seen this where a caucus starts imploding? And the BC United has very much made its, basically pitched its, its, Tent around the conservative side of the of the ledger. Sure, they're but fighting for the same voters. They are. They they sort of abandoned the liberal vote. Yeah, liberal voters. Where do they go? Um, do they go now? Does BC United even tack further to the right to prevent other defections to the BC Conservatives? And yeah. again, does that leave that mushy middle liberal voter going to the NDP? Uh, yeah, this is problematic and a d- potentially very historic day.
Yeah, and we talked yesterday about the potential for a spillover effect from the surging Pierre Polyev on the federal side of things, yeah. the federal conservative leader who's on a roll. He was speaking here in British Columbia yesterday, got a lot of attention. And there may be, there's that conservative party name recognition, and there could be a, a bleed over effect here yeah. with a, a boost for the BC conservative party, even though the, the two parties are not are not no, formally aligned. Not aligned at all. And that no. was what one liberal said, well, you know, we were at the convention in back east, and they made it clear they had nothing to do with the BC conservative party. Right. That doesn't really matter to the voter. Yeah. You know, the BC, it's a name. The BC Liberal Party had nothing to do with the Federal Liberal Party, right. which, you know, people inside politics were really interested in. The average person out there, I don't think, really cares about stuff like that. Yeah. But again, this is, uh, you know, what's in a name? It turns out there's a lot in a name. Yeah, and like you said, the potential for other defections here, because if, like you said, if you look, take a look at the political map of BC, take a look at the, you know, the Peace region, the North, there are, there are pockets of British Columbia where conservative is very, very strong. Yeah. And could there be MLAs looking, looking at these polls and saying, whoa, I'm, if I'm going to be in survival mode here, if you want to get I better sense, make the move too. Yeah, if you want to get a sense of where the conservative voter is, yeah. and again, you look at the electoral map, look at the federal election results. Yeah. And you'll see the Conservative Party historically, and before then the BC Reform Party, or the Federal Reform Party, sorry, um, used to put up big wins. And they continued to put up big wins by significant margins in the Okanagan, in yep. the north. Yep. You look at the writings all up there. Yep. If the Conservatives run candidates there, is it likely that they will do better than a BC United candidate? Uh, given the name recognition of the of the name conservative, yeah, and that's a calculation a whole bunch of MLAs are going to have to go through right now. Are their election re-election chances better as a BC conservative candidate? Yeah, which again appeals historically to the voting patterns to a chunk of voters in these areas. We're not talking about Coquitlam or Burnaby or Vancouver here. We're talking about Prince George, sure, Kelowna, Okanagan, the Peace. Yeah, these are where the conservatives mop up electorally, very easily. Does that translate on a provincial scale to meaning MLAs carrying the... Well, take a look at some of the recent provincial polling that shows the B.C. Conservative Party in second place now behind the NDP. Is B.C. United Party in third? Well, there's a... a, I'm told there's some some not public polls that have been circulating within United ranks that show the party either tied or behind the Conservatives. Then you had a Main Street poll land last week that showed the Conservatives were in second place. Yeah. uh, A healthy second place. Had the NDP down to me, 34%, which I don't buy. I mean, David, there's a pr- premier approval ratings out today, and EB's still at, he's up three points at 46%. So yeah. I don't think the NDP's slumped in popularity, but the two sides on the, le- on the right are fighting for the same voter. This goes back to the old, you go back to the 70s, the old uh, 1972 big split between the Socreds and the Liberals. Yeah. Uh, and it took Bill Bennett in the early 70s to convince the Liberals, Pat McGeer, Alan Williams, back. and Guardy Gardham to come back, yeah. or not to come back, to, to come to the Social Credit Party yeah. and turn the Social Credit Party really into uh, the Free Enterprise Coalition. And that's what enabled them to win in 1975 and basically hold office with that, that uh, the 90s notwithstanding. Yeah. And a fairly conti- continuum until that... Not- Weird 2017 result, yeah. where they actually had the most seats and the most votes, but they couldn't deliver a majority. And that that coalition's and you and I have talked about this for a long time. This yeah. coalition is fracturing. It is and teetering. And now Bandman's move it started with the ouster of Rustad, 
who turned this into a vehicle for the BC Conservatives, and it's been given an enormous boost today by Bandman's move. Yeah. And are we seeing the disintegration of a coalition that was so dominant in BC politics for so many years? For sure. All right, BC United MLA Bruce Bandman, he's bolted over to the BC Conservative Party. It's big news in BC politics. Ron in Abbotsford. Hi, Ron, go ahead. Yeah, good morning, Mike and Keith. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've been with the uh, the BC Liberals, you know, as the Riding Association president in Abbotsford South for over 20 years, and I retired, but uh, I've been through the, you know, the John Van Dongen days, been through the situation with Daryl Plekis, you know, and after Plekis uh, uh, defected, you know, it was kind of like the question was, what's in the water in Abbotsford? So, <laughs> you know, yeah. and and here we go again. You know, we yeah. now it's Bruce Bamman. So the thing is, like what you're saying about the rebranding, you know, from BC Liberal to BC United, I think, you know, there there could be an issue with that with some people. But I think you've got to go right to the core of the problem here, and that is the individual. Because with uh, the previous two and now with the third person here, it comes down to ego. You know, and these guys who we've elected – and then they betray, you know, the uh, the electorate that that got them in there. These guys are like the the Rodney Dangerfields of politics. They're like, oh, I get no respect, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bolt, and maybe the grass is greener, you know, on the other side. And I don't think it will be. I think that uh, uh, Mr. Mammon going forward. Um, you know, is going to end up like the other two, and that is like they will become Mr. Irrelevant. You know, yep, no, those are I'm those pretty are, worked up because I just found out about it. I had no clue, and I am speechless. It's well, certainly it was the chatter all weekend. Was was it going to be Bandman or someone else who was going to cross? So this is not completely out of the blue. Mike and I were talking before the air affair yesterday about was, were we going to hear something from Bandman? Did something happen? Yeah. Something happened. Um, now he's right in terms of, is this as far as it goes? Yeah. If that's it, then, you know, again, the United States is going to have to build their brand and put this, put this beside them and put them behind them. It does give the, sometimes it's a bit of a flash in the pan, right? Well, you know, Van Dongen was, and he makes a very good point. What's in the water now? Yeah. There's some, a lot of Mavericks there. A lot of Mavericks there. Yeah. Now, there used to be a term in, well, there continues to be a term out of British parliamentary history when MLAs did this, it was called ratting. <laughs> if you cross to ratting. A, oh, if you okay. cross to another party. Yeah. Most famous ratter of all was Winston Churchill, <laughs> who I think did it twice. So um, there is a history of this. Uh, sometimes you turn into a pariah, and that's it. You're a one-term wonder. Uh, others, it turns into something much more problematic. And this is the challenge for BC United. It was already a little shaky situation where they're trying to establish themselves, not reestablish, but basically, you know, get in, get on the map uh, and bad polling. And then this happens. So it can go either way. It's it's bad news for United, but they can build on this. If they can confine this to only Bandman, um, that's, that's well, fine. Well, I, I, I was great to get that call from Ron, who's right in on the inside on this. And, you know, he says that this is a betrayal and this is an ego move by him. I don't know. Like, it could be, to me, it seems maybe more of a survival move if he's looking at the polls and saying there's no way I can win. That's the other way of looking at it. If I don't do Now, historically, when you do cross, that is the attack on someone who crosses. 
is it it's you know it's a reflection of your ego disloyalty disloyalty you took an oath basically you now you violated it uh, that's a traditional response but if you say it's some act of self-preservation and we'll see if other MLAs feel that way